Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of The Freak Show. As always, I am your host, Joe Lillard, AP, and with me as always is my sidekick, Triple B, a.k.a. Uh, Tevin Napier, forgot my own name. Oh gosh. <laughs> and uh, this week we have a very, very excited special guest Brittany Honaker, I've been thinking about what to call you. I wish that you're... So, I was thinking about it, because, like, if your initials were, like, BM, like, Bob Marley, or Bill Murray, or Bow Movement, it would, like, it would be really Bowl funny. Movement. You know my... But, but instead, it's BH. Well, my initials are BKNH, so... But you're already taking up bacon, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Kim is, like, whitewash wife. Now, uh, White. Yeah. Uh, what else did I call her? Pale McGee or something? I can't remember. Yeah, that was last week. Um, well, not last week, but the, it's, I, it's, I, it's been I, a while. I don't know what to call you. I don't We're know. just going to have to... Yeah, we'll come up with it next week since this week is our first two-parter. So this week, we are going to be doing the Nexium Cult. I am so pumped. So have either of you guys ever heard about this before we researched it? No. Five no? minutes ago. Five minutes ago. Okay. So Tevin and I... How it started was there was an announcement last week that they were thinking about doing a Smallville revival. And so I'm like, okay, I love Smallville. I've watched Smallville through like twice. And then in the comments section, though, someone was like, well, what are you going to do about Allison Mack? Because she was Chloe. And I go, what happened to Allison Mack? So I Google it and I realize, oh, she was a part of a sex cult and part of like this multi, uh, what do they call it? It's like, a multi-leveled, yeah, multi-leveled, yeah, yeah, multi-leveled um, uh, corporation, which is it, it was a pyramid scheme. That's what it was, and so like I'm just I'm I'm reading about it, and I'm like, I can't stop. And so Tevin and I found this podcast called Uncover, and it literally just tells the story of Sarah, who is that other actress that was involved in it, and I'm just I'm I'm so excited. It is going to be a crazy two-parter. Uh, we, so as we do it, we are going to do, um, this week, all we're going to focus on is Keith Rainier. That's what we're going to focus on. We're going to give you guys a little bit of background on Nexium. We're going to talk about Keith Rainier and that's it. And then next week, we're going to talk about the rise of Nexium and how exactly it fell and kind of just the, um, the story of, uh, Sarah Edmondson who is the actress that was involved for, what was it, 12 years? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, 12 years. I mean, she was, she was, she was like, I don't know. She came in, in like, what, early 90s and then just recently got no, out? No, uh, 2006 is, is when she came in. So, so that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so first off, Nexium. So Nexium was a multi-tier... Um, um, organization, basically a pyramid scheme, that was started in 2000. It was founded in 2000. Okay. Uh, it was started by Keith Rainier and another woman that I cannot remember her name, but she was a hypnotist. Real fast, I just want to state, because I feel like we haven't stated this in the last two episodes, which haven't even released yet, so it's whatever. But we are not experts at all. And like, Anyone, I feel like people are going to comment like later on, like, these guys suck. They're not experts. We're not like the Bumblebutt podcast. We're not like Small Town Murder. We're nothing like that. Bumblebutt? Bumblebutt. It is kind of like this podcast, except for they do like 
major like look throughs and they're from Minnesota and they're like super good awesome nerds. Well and what? Here's a drawback, they're from Minnesota. Ah yeah. Well we're from Kentucky, so it ain't much better. Uh but so we um I kinda wanted a woman's like point of view on this one too, which is why you're here for And sure. I love hearing about cults. Oh yeah. So yeah, I know. Uh but so like this is probably the one that we've done the most research on for sure. Uh but like, the point is that we, we're giving you guys something that you guys can literally just learn enough about where you feel like you're right below expert and something that you can bring out in conversation. Like, I could literally talk about Bigfoot in a conversation with just about anybody for a long time. Flat Earthers, same way. We need to do a Flat Earthers one because I love it. Uh, flat Earthers are stupid. And Nexium. Like I think, like I have been talking about Nexium for a week now, and like literally, guys, we learned about it. What on Tuesday is is when I texted you? No, Wednesday. Wednesday. I texted you, and and literally, we've just it's been a nonstop roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, this this podcast episode, like, like when like when you were like, hey, you, you should listen to these. So like I like I started listening like after uh, lunch, like at work, and I was like. Man, like, I've only got through one, like, I barely got through one episode, and I was like, wait, this is, like, two hours long. I was like, man, I should have been listening to this all day. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's what I mean. Uh, so, so we actually, um, what really helped this podcast today is the podcast Uncover, which is by the CBC Network, and they, uh, they actually, the guy that runs it actually ran uh, the story for Sarah Edmondson. Um, they were like friends when they were kids, and it actually takes place while um, the Nexium like cult is actually going down. It's really good, um, so definitely check it out if you guys want like a really in depth because it t- it covers everything, and we just do not have the time. We could make this an eight parter, and I feel like we still would be like covering it. Like I do not have. The capability of, of doing that, I think. I, I don't want this to become the Nexium podcast, but it totally could. Yeah. Like, real easily. All right. So, Keith Rainier. So, Keith Rainier started this, uh, this company where basically it was all self-help. Okay? So, uh, when you come in, they... It, it's weird, though, because it's not like um, they're uh, the Robinson dude. Do you guys remember... Oh gosh, what's his first name? To, uh, I'm Toby Robinson. He's like a really big self-help guy. He'll do, like when you watch movies and stuff, like Yes Man or something oh, like yeah. that, where they do like thousands of people inside the same room. They're not like that. They did, what, nine people, I think she said was in her group? Yeah. Uh, so inside Sarah's group, it was nine people. And so they do like self-help. But they do these ideas. Tevin and I, when we were listening and when we were reading, we saw a lot of similarities with Christianity. So if you guys see that too, totally get it. So it basically was just like um, a lot of it had to do with, you know, you can't change the way that other people feel. So you have to change the way that you feel about the situation, which is like a basic self-help tool. It sounds devious already. Continue. So, but see, it's, but, are, see but see, like that's, that's the thing. Like that is not, de- that does, that's not devious. That's not no. bad. No, it's just self-help. Yeah. But that's how stuff right. starts. Well, yeah. but yeah. here's We're the problem with it. He took that. And then he went on to say, okay, now that you feel that way, you have to change the way that you feel about things. So th- so like this, okay? So like originally it would be like, if I offended you, yeah, you have to choose to let that go because it's going to make you a better person. 
it's going to make you feel better. You're not going to feel better being angry all the time, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. See, then it was like branding. Um, we want to brand you. Well, I don't think that that's a good idea. What? But why? Look at yourself. Why is that a bad idea? You're getting you're getting way too far ahead. Well, no, 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 no. I'm using it as an example, though. They're like, um, what was it? Well, no, because this is how she used an example of like the way that they would this explain it. So they were like, um, why don't you like? Uh, um, why don't you want it? Because it'll scar. Well, change the meaning behind what society has told you a scar meant. Say, what does a scar mean to you? Well, a scar is ugly. Well, then let's change that. What if that branding? What meant that you were more dedicated to something more than ever before. Do you see how they do it? Yeah. They And they do an us and them mentality and they separate people by gender like crazy. And they overemphasize on the gender and they belittle women in order to make it so that they, they basically make you feel like garbage. And then say, don't worry, we know you're garbage. So we're going to help you change yourself. Mm. And we're not going to tell you what to think. We're going to teach you how to think about things. So you have to put a Nexium filter on everything that you believe. So that's the background behind Nexium. We're not even going to cover DOS, which is the sex um, cult that is inside DOS. We're not even going to cover that. Right now, what we're going to talk about is Keith Rainier. So what do you think so far, Brittany? Sounds like a pretty straightforward They, you know, like change how you feel. Then it's like, you don't like branding? Well, it's kind of like a tattoo. Why don't you like it? And it's, you can definitely see the progression. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting to see how far this gets, though. Oh, it it gets great. Okay, so let's start. So Keith Rainier, roll fast. How old is Keith Rainier? 69. You think so? No, I just wanted to say 69. <laughs> Keith Rainier right now, I believe, is... 58 years old. Yes, he is 58 years old. He was born in 1960. None. Okay. <laughs> Will you quit? Please continue. Uh, okay. So, hold on one second. Okay. So, oh, it was Nancy Salzman is the hypnotist. Yes. Okay. So, anyways. So, he's born inside 1960. Um... There's a lot of um, stories where um, his mom came forward and, uh, like, his ex-wife, or ex-girlfriend, I guess, um, of, like, nine years came forward and talked about how um, he was a genius. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It was great. Cracked me up. So, okay. So, when he's a kid, like, in high school, um, he's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records as one of... The people with the highest IQ. Highest IQ. So what he did was he took a super um, high IQ test. So like it's like a special IQ test to yeah. prove for like highly intellectual people. Now, what's great about this is it was a take-home test and no one watched him as he took it. How did he get on Guinness Book? Well, I, I don't know. They're supposed to... Did you catch that? In the yeah, podcast? it was. It was. It was. Uh, she said she was surprised to find out that the test was like an open book. Kind yeah, of test. it was like an open book kind of test because it was a take home. Just Google. So he could have cheated. Yeah. Well, no, no. This was in high school though. So about nineteen sixties. That's what nineteen eighties. So, so there is no Google. But uh, he had all the time to take it. He could have had um, like encyclopedias in the eighties. Oh like yeah, big time, man. Yeah. So I mean, you know that he could have cheated, and so he. 
basically from that point on, the moment that he, he figured he, out he that ended he ended up getting like a like two points less than like the max score on it. Yeah. So like it was like the one of the high scores. But I don't know why. I just found that so funny. Like yeah. I'm super smart. I took home a take home test. I'm like, gosh, I need to do this. Like, <laughs> let's do it, guys. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I just when thinking about it, he uh the moment that he figured out he was a genius. Do you remember what it said, Tevin? When the moment that he figured out that he was a genius when he, he was just a kid, what did he do? It. He just started flaunting it everywhere and used it to like get people to follow him, basically. Yep. So what he did was his mom, there's a story where his mom had to call his dad because his parents were divorced when he was younger. And he had to, she had to call his dad and basically have a conversation with him because she had caught Keith on the phone all day with multiple women, like 12 girls. I think this was middle school, actually. I'm pretty sure they made it seem like it was like eighth grade. Yeah, he was, he was but a wee lad. And basically he, what he would do is. He would tell people, he, he had a script and he told every girl how special they were and how fantastic they were and how beautiful they were and how they were all one of a kind. And then he would basically like get these girls to fall for him. And, you know, it's kind of one of those stories like like Jesus, right? Yeah. It's like uh, people come up with stories that are not in the Bible about when he was a kid. You ever like read stories like that? Like, so there's like, texts that are outside the bible that are from when jesus is a kid supposedly and there's stories in there where like he's a teenager and you know he never went like public with a healing or public with anything but like one day there was a man that you know was leading a sheep and his sheep one of them fell into a hole and jesus levitated it out of the hole what yeah yeah yeah. like like they just (laughs) they basically like it's like an origin story, like freaking Superman. Like, they, they just straight up, like, made an origin story. Right. So, like, for this, it's almost like one of those horrific ones. You know what I mean? Kind of like how, like, they say that, like, Hitler killed his entire family and that the only person that he let live is his little sister, which is actually true. Um, and his that's, little that's sister... That's first for me, but okay. And his little sister was actually a narrator Yeah. Uh, for, uh, like, a bunch of Nazi documentaries. It's crazy because she was like tremendous, like she was younger than him, you know? And so like she did eventually die, but like you couldn't like listen to her voice on like, like the history channel because she just did so many different German things. Like it was kind of interesting. Um, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, so like that is what came to mind was like, this is like an origin story of the devil, like straight up. And so he ended up starting... A pyramid scheme. Do you remember like hearing about this? Yeah, Not the, even Nexium. Yeah, his first pyramid scheme was refrigerators and other appliances. Yeah, so I can't remember what the company was called, but he basically would. Um, it was you know a pyramid scheme like we see today, um, or like a multi-tier thing. So like you know you buy things, you sell them, you get other people to buy things, and then that's how the money goes through. Yeah. But the difference was that he was like you know siphoning off the money, and he was you know moving it around a bunch, and then basically like the company is not making any money because he's being fraudulent by taking the money for himself. So. Um, you know, and then, like, a lot of that has to come with taxes. The thing that drove me crazy about it, though, so in 1999 was when that organization was revealed by the FBI as being a pyramid scheme. Yeah. He didn't serve any time. None. 
I guess I guess you know when you have lots of money or connections, you end up with friends in high places. Or when the FBI came for him, he's like, "You don't understand. My IQ is 165." Well, <laughs> what's great? What's great about that is there's commercials that you can watch where he's on there and he's like. I'm the smartest man in Guinness Book of World Records. Everyone should like me. Do you want to be you? Do you want to join an organization led by a smart man, not some idiot woman? Like that's how it. Like that's how he came off, and it's insane to me. I'll tell you what. We, I didn't realize it's only sixty minutes in. We could totally cover part of Nexium too. We might do like the beginning of Nexium. But so he he doesn't serve any time. And then he ends up sleeping with all these women. Uh, and then remember, he, he's introduced by his girlfriend at the time to Salzman, uh, the hypnotherapist. Yeah. And they start their own thing. But what's insane is like there's stories from... Uh, high school and college friends where they say that he was like all he ever wanted was to um like he was a hippie who just all he ever wanted to do was have his own minions like all he ever wanted like do you remember hearing about that where like all he ever wanted to do was like lead his own company and have people like do his bidding yeah that's what he wanted and and he was open about that and he loved the hippie girls. So, like, he would just... He'd tell them whatever he could. He'd make up stuff. Like, he would just make up all these stories. And and he'd use these techniques that he learned. And he would just brainwash people. Just nonstop. Well, I mean, it's easy to brainwash people. I mean, just... Yeah, I mean, you have, you have Mormon, Scientologist. I mean, and all these other... Yeah. Really, especially in this time, there wasn't, like, you can research as much on your own. No. So, no. if, you know, he says so-and-so happened, you know, mm-hmm. how many sources can you find that say otherwise? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so, that's what's so interesting about Nexium is, he does the exact opposite of that. He uses the fact that people have information against them. And I love it. Because, like, when you read it, it just it, it makes complete sense. So this is what he did. So, in 2000, he starts a new organization. It's a multi-level company, not where he's selling things, but he's selling himself. He's basically, what he's doing is, he's having, you know, something called ESP, which is executive... Executive, I don't remember... Success program. Executive success program. And so what he's doing is, he's doing exactly what Scientology does. He's getting them actors and them actresses and all the the political figures and anyone that, that has any type of money and he's just getting them in. But the difference is this, and this is something that really I found interesting. Scientology, even if it's not a cult, just like the idea of Scientology or any of those other ones where they feed on success. Mm-hmm. Do you notice how Scientology, they want your money, so they want to keep you working. What's interesting about this is, because it's not a religion, and it's an or- and it's a, a business, they don't want to keep you working. They want you working for them. So they want to, so what they do is, uh, Sarah, um, 
Edmondson claims that, so what she did was, um, this was in 2006, but this is basically how the organization worked. She took, she actually met someone in the uh, um, in the organization, and she on heard- On a cruise. On a cruise. And she had heard from multiple sources already that this was the place to go to get help. Because the way that they put it was, even if you don't have the money to do it, because she said that she had like no money. They said, if you'll rack up debt, if you'll do whatever, the reason why you don't have money is because you don't know how to think about money. You need to change your idea of money. They're, the only reason why you're not exceed, succeeding in a first world country with a first world economy and having all the stops for you is because the um, the way that you think. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. your fault. It's your fault. Yes. And that's exactly how they get you. Yeah. That's what they say. So what it is, $500 down payment, $2,000 for a five-day course from 8 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. Now, she claims, and this, we'll talk about this next week too with her, but... The, and, and the reason why we're talking about it is because there aren't a lot of people that will talk about, you know, openness about Nexium and what exactly mm-hmm. they would do in there. But so how she put it was it was self-help, but it was also um, group brainwashing techniques. So like handshakes, um, saying the 13 principles uh, that would take like 10 minutes uh, together in a like, you know, in a chant. Yeah. And um Standing up, sitting down, you know, listening to them, like, so following instructions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically, they just, through hypnotherapy and psychology, they're using these self-help psychological techniques and these things that are, you know, anyone in therapy could tell you to use, and they're using them on this big basis. And I realize this, and guys, this is important for you to remember. There's something that is said, and, and, and when I read about it, that really hits home with me. There is no quick fix. Their big sell was that you could go through years of therapy to get what we're offering you, or 15 minutes, and it'll change your life forever. It's not true. No. It's not. You can say it all you want, but it takes time, man. You got to pace yourself and learn. And it just... Tevin and I were kind of scared to do this because we were afraid that there would be so much content that there isn't enough to talk, like to laugh about. Yeah. But there's so much stupid crap in Don't here. It's worry. perfect to we laugh. We can keep making jokes about his IQ. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. The Guinness Book of World Record is like a gold mine when it comes to him. So, uh, he, uh, oh, man. And, and there's, there's some stuff coming. So, um, so what do you think we should talk about next with him? Um, probably the the beginning. Well, we've already kind of covered the beginning of Nexon. What else did he do at the very beginning? Where did he live? What area was he in? Albany. Albany. Yep, Albany, New York. Every that, everybody that was like deep in Nexon lives in Albany. In the same neighborhood. Can, yeah. That he doesn't own supposedly, but yeah, <laughs> I guarantee he owns it. There's a shell company in there that owns it. Yeah. Uh, so the thing that's interesting about, um, it's funny that you say that because this is the thing that we got to remember, uh, that I was uh, thinking about is, uh, they are, uh, they, uh, how I said that he uses the idea 
of universal information against him is that he's being charged with a widespread, you know, basically cult mixed with, you know, a pyramid scheme and all this stuff and brainwashing people. He was able to do all of that from Albany. He, he literally says, I want to be global, but he has never done any traveling. It's crazy. I mean, it's promises of their group of, we're going to expand, we're going to become everywhere. Well, it's crazy because we do learn later that there are other Nexium campuses. Yeah. And those are the ones that have, like, big issues. Yeah. Uh, Sarah was the one that founded most of them, right? Uh, she helped, yeah. yeah. She was a really big part in setting up, uh, well, like, ESP places. Yeah. And um, she ends up being a recruiter, and we're going to talk about that next week. Because cause I really, there's just so much stuff to get into with her. Because you guys are going to figure out whether or not if you love her or hate her. Because there's just, it, it's insane. At the like at the end of the day, her heart was in the right place. But she just didn't know how deep the hole really went. Yeah. Well, yeah. that can act against her. Because, of course, people would trust her. Because, you know, if she's a chalk chick talking to other chicks, yeah. it seems more trustworthy. And like, okay, you went through it. Yeah. So this must be, you know, like good for me yeah well and, and and you have to be very good at, at speaking and you figure out that keith really was keith was a guy that when you met him you do whatever he said because he was just such a nice guy he rolled in that 20 every single time that's right on charisma yeah well and, and they say that he's really good at like so with the idea of not controlling what you're thinking about how you're thinking so like if he would help you achieve your goals but your goals being achieved his way yeah. helped benefit him. So you can be an actress all you want, but he's going to get you to play in the parts that he wants you to play in, in the produ- by the producer. Like, for example, he says, you know what? I know a producer that would love to have you. And so by that, let's say the producer needed someone and he came to you. You get a cut of the producer, like, you know what I mean, of a finder's fee. But he doesn't tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he just takes it. Exactly. Um, I want to start a family. That's great. You should marry someone inside Nexium, and then your kids will be in Nexium. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like stuff like that. Um, I want to gain intimacy in, in sexual relationships. I'm not good at intimacy in sexual relationships. Well, how about this? You're intimate with me, right? Like me and you, like we're having coffee, we're having fun, we're speaking together. You should have sex with me, and you'll learn how to have intimacy. And because your eye too. IQ is 22 and mine is 165. We even out pretty well. Yeah, dude. And like, you know, so let's talk about what he's being charged with. So, so he's being charged with, um, all sorts of things, all sorts of things that he probably won't be, you know. Like those, some of the charges won't stick, but then there's also some that will stick. Yeah, like so conspiracy for like, what is it like racketeering? And all he's being stuff. charged with racketeering conspiracy, forced labor conspiracy, wire fraud conspiracy, sex trafficking conspiracy, sex trafficking, attempted sex trafficking, conspiracy to commit identity theft. Now, what he's accused of is um, overseeing a widespread criminal enterprise including secretly creating and leading a sorority named DOS, um, grooming women to have sex with him, uh, blackmail, 
and uh, all kinds of stuff. He's in federal custody right now and was denied bail, but he's pleading not guilty. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's just insane. So, anyways, I don't even know where we just left off. Don't worry, I got something. Okay, go ahead. I was looking for Richard Branson's IQ. Yeah. First Google result, same word. Second one, Richard Branson, low IQ. So I'm going to click on that. Richard Branson. What is this guy's... Oh, my God. Keith Rainier. Keith Rainier. Where did you get Richard Richard Branson? Look, I was trying to do a lot of things at once. You goofball. (laughs) Richard Branson. I don't even know who that is. Wait, is that an actor? It's something with Nexium. Continue, though. So, um... You spell Nexium N-X-V-I-M. Oh, yeah, N-X-V-I-M. Which, by the way, okay, do you know what's crazy? I looked everywhere to figure out if it's an acronym, what it means. Do you know what it means? Nothing. It means nothing. They, it is not an acronym that has ever been released. The only thing... I, I, I imagined it meant absolutely nothing with it being a cult. The only thing that they say that it means uh, is uh, from meaningsof.com, or maybe it's .org. But they, they basically say that they claim that it's some type of word mixed with some type of... They say it's like the number... It, it has to do with the number seven and the idea that like it is a complete knowledge of everything. And Absolutely. Nothing. No, nothing. Not of nothing. The, nothing. Not of like VI is six and then X is ten. So, so like I mean, that would be like 16. Yep. Like in, well, yeah. Now, real quick, I want you to tell them uh, what do you, what is the uh, the name that he calls himself? Vanguard. He calls himself the Vanguard. And then Allison Mack was the prefix. No, Salzman was the prefect. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure yep. that was Allison Mack was the prefect. That I thought the same thing. This was like the very beginning. So Allison Mack didn't join into two, until 2003. Okay. And then she became the prefix? I think so because I'm telling you, Salzman is not in the charges. Yeah. So I think she left. Yeah. I was going to say like, I was going to say like, I'm pretty sure Allison Mack was the prefect. I think she became the prefect, but I think Salzman was the original prefect. That, I mean, that would make sense because like she, she, like she was nowhere towards the end of that. Like she was just kind of gone. She was like, yeah, she, she helped found it, but I, I think she got out of it. I want to make something re- clear. she realized, like, what probably what was going to happen. Something that... Yeah. Something that really bugged me. You can't make your own nickname. You can't do it. And this is why. Because it's the dumbest name ever. And do you know where he got it from? One of his favorite video games when he was a kid. Nice. Yeah. I don't know which one. It was on NES, I assume. That sounds vaguely familiar. The Vanguard. Yeah. Yeah, I just... To me, it's just as good as Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Are you the gatekeeper? Like that that's but it. But Vanguard does sound very culty. Like if you met someone yes. and they're like, I'm the Vanguard, you'd be like, I'm leaving. Oh, you think that's bad? You think that's bad? When you join DOS, the what is it, Daughters of the Sisterhood or something? Don't remember the don't remember the acronym. It's something something sisterhood. I'm pretty sure it's Daughters of the Sisterhood. Um, which is the sex cult. Yeah. Um, when you join that, uh, you are slave. And they are master, but it's not really, you're not really a slave and I'm not really the master. It's just supposed to help you to understand that you're below someone else. 
and that they're in charge. This sounds Humility. vaguely familiar to like BDSM. Side. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would. T- yeah. Whoa, we're getting there. <laughs> like for I'll real. Say, is that a next episode? I don't know. We're we're gonna see where this yeah. goes. Um, but yeah, so we've they, been trying to keep this down to forty five minutes at most, and oh, we're already at thirty two. So I mean, I feel like this is why I said it could be a three parter. I mean, it, could, it guys, it could be a six parter. We could talk for hours. But yeah, so like basically, like like the whole master slave thing is to kind of like you're not like like Joe said, you're not really a slave, and they're uh, not really a master. It, it, like you're not really a slave, but they technically they are your master because they are above you. Like they're they're higher rank, and like. At once a week, you have to complete, like, an hour task for them. Yeah, so let's go back real fast. So I say we talk about Alice and Mac. Let's just talk about her. Okay. So everyone knows her as Chloe from Smallville. Except me. I've never watched and Smallville. And she literally joins this cult after Smallville ends, decides that she doesn't want to be an actress anymore, and just joins Nexium. And she immediately is best friends... We assume sexual partners with Keith Rainier because Probably. he has sex with every woman that is like near him for some reason. I don't know how that even happens. Um, do you guys want to see a picture of him? You just. Do you guys want to see a picture of him? You, you just gotta start rolling natural twenties on your charisma roll every time you talk. I to a woman. I know. Let Let's look up Keith Rainier well, real quick. That. I've been trying to look up Keith Rainier's IQ and it's this, like, this is what Keith Rainier looks like. This is him. In the trial, this is him after. Or, sorry, this is him, like, when he's younger. So the one with the beard is when he's younger. Okay. Which we're going to post this on our Facebook page. All right. So, I just, I, I don't get it. And, so think about this. For 18 years, Nexium is a cult. Okay? That no one expects. And what's crazy is, when you hear, like, the list of people who have joined, like, do you remember, like... Just joining the classes because it's a so it's self improvement, right? But then later on is when they get into like if you keep doing classes is when you actually like get deep into it. Kind of like Scientology where they don't actually tell you that there's aliens that they believe in until you join and later when you reach a certain tier, then aliens come into play. Yeah. That's oh. when the squid creatures are speaking to you through radio boxes. Oh yeah, oh the the all I mean I mean they're pretty open that they have a cruise ship and like you know like when me when me and one of my friends decided that we were going to go you know take our free tour I mean like they they're like yeah you know we we have this cruise ship and I was just like oh and like so it's so, like you did like, a so a Scientology tour yeah it, it, I mean it's free. oh gosh you gotta save that for the Scientology oh, episode I, I'm so pumped. That's yeah. so great. But yeah, they, they, they'll, they'll tell you about the cruise ship. They just won't tell you that you have, that you have to sign a billion-year contract to you know, be on a the cruise A billion-year? Yes. yes, because so they believe in incarnation. Yeah, so the next, so if you're poor, the next reincarnation, you're going to be just, just want, bills, y'all. I want to see Scientology come in to like a baby and like, excuse us, you already signed a contract. You don't remember, but... Yeah, like, yeah. That's what wouldn't I that be it. great? It's, it's like how, file it, file it with the, the hospital and... <laughs> When a baby's born at this time on this day, that's what like yeah like like how, how do you how, even how do commit they know, like what like which person I'm reincarnated as like that doesn't make any sense and like do you know what would be great how's how's no, my no, no. next all supposed to Tevin I got it I got it Tevin what you do is this you have to find a name of someone that was in Scientology at the beginning like towards the beginning. 
that has recently or that has died right before you were born. And then you walk into the Scientology building and say, I am the reincarnation of Alifer Frick who died in 1994. And I was born in 1995 and I was given an epiphany by the aliens that I am this man and I have already committed to this much of my billion contract and I want all of the money that is owed to him because I am that man. Are you trying to get me like... That is what I want. On the cruise ship? You will get... No, no. They will assassinate you. But... I'm just saying, I want to see someone do that. I want to see if anyone has ever tried it. No, I'm good, actually. All right. I want to stay far, far away from that Let's just name some of the crazy things that that these guys have done, okay? So, so Nexium. Let's just talk... Okay, so um, would you like to talk about... Um, the, the, the Nazi conspiracy. Oh my gosh. I want you to mention the Nazi conspiracy. This is great. So Keith Rainier is like next level, like psycho. Okay. So one, one of the ways that he controlled women was like, he told them that they were reincarnations of like major, like key people in the Nazi party. Like one lady, uh, he he told her that, that she was the reincarnation of, like, the butcher. Yeah, yeah, like, so her last name was French for the butcher, and so he found, like, one of the main guys that orchestrated the Holocaust who single-handedly butchered millions of Jews and said, that's who you were in a past life. Yeah, and so, and uh, he was, like, he, he was, like, the only way to, like, cleanse your soul and realign your chakras. Well, there were, there were multiple ways to, like, realign your chakras and cleanse your soul and, like, you know, move on or whatever you know and be fine and he was he was like but one of like the quickest ways is to have sex with me and so because i'm he well, oh god he Should said he, that he was? was a german man that was um he was a reincarnation of a german man that was against the nazi party and helped to save jews so let's say <laughs> i am the reincarnation of um what's the guy's name from um the diary of anne frank her dad. I can't remember Anne his Frank's name. Anne Frank's dad? I don't know. Anne Frank's dad. I was Anne Frank's dad. Now I'm this guy. Like... And, I'm just... And, <laughs> and, you, and, and you, you were Eva Braun. I'm sorry. But we can make it better. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so, and the women are like, I guess, yeah, sure, you know, if that's... If, if that's Let's if, line up and get in there, yeah, man. Just, let's just, go just, for it. Realign them chakras, sideways, which way I gotta go. Like, 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 are you uh, sure? Yeah. Like, are you which sure this is like, the, want, the quickest way? Like, do like should I, I really do it? Do you years fixing yeah. this, or just I, one you, night? If I bend uh, over, is it gonna get, like, real right into them chakras? How... Don't do that. How many times? <laughs> 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 that was a true disclaimer for a podcast show. <laughs> that, was, that was a treat for you guys, not them. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh gosh. What else? Um, oh gosh. Uh, there was. Um, he believed he would teach that they were. Um, like he he perpetuated gender stereotypes like crazy. So like he would say that, that since the beginning of time, men were hunters and women were gatherers. Men's, um, their biological, like the reason why men struggle so hard with sex is because, um, as men biologically and evolutionarily, we are made to spread our seed. So we should be able to pound as many girls as we want. Now women, because they're nurturers and they're gatherers, their job is to be as 
um, supportive and loving and committal as they possibly can. So they can't get mad when guys are going around pounding girls. And girls can't be the ones that are going around and pounding all the dudes. Yeah. And so, like, but by doing that, yeah, Brittany, what he did was... Yeah, having sex with, like, all these guys that you're sleeping with. Yeah. You know? Okay, no more guys. <laughs> but, like, what he did was, though, like, so he used this, though, because what he would say is, like, he'd be like, as women, because we're over you, you you need to, to learn how to listen. That's your problem. You you are so quick to be judgmental about everything that that you need to really... Why do you feel that way? Uh, Put the emotions away for a second. Now, now obviously, self-help-wise, that's normal. Like, to be said, like, you're over-emotional and you really need to look at this as just a black and white thing. Yeah. But what they did was he pushed it as, like, why don't you want to have sex with me, Brittany? Why, why wouldn't you want... Well, because I don't like you. But but why does society say you have to like someone to have sex with them, Brittany? I'll say it's using the same tools from earlier that help them fix actual problems. Yeah. And because it's the same method, it sounds reasonable even though it's on extreme, you know, circumstances. Yeah. And he uses it to think about it. He's helping you, by, but he's also helping himself. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, he helped himself to all the women, okay? Yeah. And so had his own harem, yeah, of like fifteen to twenty that he circulated. So, go ahead. How did he target? Like a oh, uh, so this is great. Okay, so we're going to talk about this real fast because uh, we don't have a lot of time, and and I definitely want to talk about it next time because, like the Sarah thing is is, is really going to get to you. Um, so you can't just walk in. You you have to be somewhat. You have to be recruited. So I guarantee that cruise ship that she, that, that Sarah was on was like a. A really rich person cruise ship. Um, very specific. Um, actors, actresses, you know, um, uh, uh, philant- uh, philanthropists. Um, the number one person that, that helped was like a someone from huge money, you know, that yeah. like for the liquor bi- like business. And so like he would choose rich people or he would choose people that were easily susceptible. Um, yeah. And they and, and the thing is this, like I said... Uh, the $2,000 thing where you pay $2,000 for, for five, five days, days, right? Well, here's the thing, Brittany. So you pay $2,500, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. If you recruit three people in one month, you get your money back. So then, but think about it. Let's say you you recruit three people, $6,000. Let's say you get half. That's three grand. But then you're being told that you need to take more classes. Well, let's say it's another two grand. You only get $1,000 to live off of and 2000 goes back to them. So they're not losing all their money. So that's how they're keeping the wheels turning. It only gets better. It's like Netflix. You know how Netflix makes money? Getting more people or raising the prices because they don't do advertising. No one else is working outside of it. They're not getting offerings like a church. The only way that they're perpetuating it is by getting more and more people. And the moment that people stop joining is the moment the organization dies because the cycle can't keep going. It's an effective mix of cult ideas and then the pyramid scheme. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's the point. And so like, but he's being charged with fraud and identity theft because he was getting people's like information yeah. and he was using brainwashing techniques. There's, um, I mean, what a, um, they said that he like, you had to fill out like a questionnaire and it's like, what is your like your biggest worry? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, coaches. So what they would do is it was all single groups. So how he did it was, um, you know, nine people would join a group, right? One person would be a coach. 
Those nine people, if they had a problem with anything inside the group, could only talk to their group leader. They could not talk to any other group. No groups communicated together about things like that. They had secrets that were only for them. Collateral was a big thing. Nude photos. If you wanted to join certain things, DOS was a big thing okay. with that. They they took collateral. They would take secrets. They would take your house, uh, nudes. Your they would have you sign over all these things to your coaches. Um, if you wanted to, um, if you had a goal, so your goal was you wanted to lose ten pounds, right? If your goal was ten pounds and you did not, ca- and, and and they give you a time limit of two weeks, you got to lose ten pounds. If you didn't lose those ten pounds, they were allowed to punish you. But here's the thing: it's psychological because how they would punish you. There were people that were sleeping on the floor for for a week in their own home. They didn't have to do that. They weren't being watched. But psychologically, because they're so brainwashed, they were told that they had to do it. But here's the thing. This is why Tevin and I don't think that a lot of these charges are going to stick. And the reason why they're not able to charge him, if you're a capable adult and you're not mentally handicapped whatsoever, you're not a child, how do you accuse someone of manipulating someone and charge them to put them in jail? You can't. You chose to sleep on the floor. You like you like yeah like you you have a bed, chairs. Yeah. You can buy an air mattress. Right. Like you like manipulation, coercion, but it's hard to prove those things. No. Yeah. 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 You can't. Um. And so that was something that he was big on. And then the other thing was, um, like he just he was very good at putting things off. You know, like pushing you back and making it your problem. You're the problem. Not us, not them. You are. Yeah. And, you know, pyramid schemes and stuff like that only work with a group. Like a group of people, like small groups put together. It's the only way it works. And it just, it, it, it's crazy to me. Crazy. So final thoughts. Let's end this episode. We're really going to get into Sarah. Um, I keep forgetting her name. The prefect. Edmondson. No. 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 This That's is Alice Sarah Mack. Edmondson, the actress. Um, Allison Mack. Um, anything that you think that we need to know? No. Um, not like... With Allison Mack? Not yeah. Not really. There ain't much on her. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing on her. Um, but final thoughts is that, you know, just be smart. Use common sense. Yeah. If, if someone says, hey, you know, come to this place. I mean, sure, by all means, go check it out. If your gut feeling says, hey, I like I don't want to come back here, don't go back the next time. Yeah. And also, too, like, yeah, like, don't, like, someone that tells you, like, you just have to come a few times and then you get used to it. And I know it seems weird and all this stuff. Like, I, like, but at the same time, though, like, Tevin and I are Christians and we feel that way about church. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to a church and you, like, you feel kind of, unco- or someone says that they feel uncomfortable when you yeah. bring them, you say, you know, well, just give it a chance, you know. But here's the difference, though. You're allowed to leave whenever you want. Yeah. You're, you don't have to live there. No one is claiming that they're a god. No one is making it seem like they're the all-knowing. You know what I mean? Like, some people think it's weird that we worship a dead guy. You know, listen, I'd rather worship a dead guy than someone that's in the room. I'm sorry to say, like, I'd rather have a belief system where I can learn slowly and no one is, is pumping your head to the point where, you know... They're teaching you all of these things that are making it so that they can manipulate, uh, um, uh, manipulate you. Yeah. And also, too, here's the other thing. You know, the it, we're, we're going to learn a lot next week. But the whistleblowers in this thing, 
they were only they were whistle blown so so late and when you think about that it drives you crazy because you're like it is obvious that it's a cult but when you believe in these things so deeply you don't realize. I say frog in boiling water. It's a thing where it's like you gotta analyze the situation and not think about the history of well, but they helped me with this and then this and then this. Yeah. You just yeah. gotta look at the specific situation. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, you think well, they've been right about everything else before, especially with the idea of you're the problem. You think I'm probably the problem for the fifth time in a row. Yeah. Well, and the thing too is though is this, you know, you think about like uh, Marxism. Marxism, if it's actually implemented right, is a cult. But the thing is, is Marxism bad? No, everyone's equal. Um, everyone's happy. Cults themselves are not the problem. The the idea the ideology of just the definition of a cult is not a bad thing. It's the ideas that come in the cult that you join is the issue. I'm not saying you should join a cult. You heard it here, folks. Here, you yes. heard it. Join join the AP Triple B cult. We're <laughs> We're going to start it, man. Well, See, I'm out. <laughs> First thing they do, they joke about it not being a cult. So you never think it's it not a cult. It's a way of life. We're going to teach you how to slaughter millions. Um, but as always, I just want to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk all about that this cult is, next week. This is going to be used in court against us. 100%. I don't plan on going to court, so yeah. Uh, but I like I, but I just want to say, cults. Obviously, you shouldn't join one, but like you have to remember, is it hurting people? Then it needs to be stopped, and that's what you're going to figure out in this. Is that the reason why they didn't stop it? Is because it wasn't hurting anybody, mm. and eventually, it does. Uh, so that's it. Uh, I am your host. AP, Asian Persuasion. With me as always, Sidekick. Triple B, Barely Burnt Bacon. Yep, Barely Burnt Bacon. And? Blonde and Hopeful. Oh, that, that's good. I like good that. Job. Good job. Yeah, BH, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good week, and we will definitely be covering the same thing.